Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're in Matthew chapter 22, verses 1 through 22. This is the parable of the wedding feast. Again, we're in Holy Week, and Jesus is telling a series of parables which expose the Jewish leaders for not doing the job that they're called to, which is to lead the people to accept Christ's invitation to be part of the kingdom of heaven. But they've rejected Christ as the Messiah, rejected Christ as God's messenger, rejected Christ as God's son, and therefore they're leading the Jewish people to reject Christ as well. Obviously, God's not a fan of this. Jesus is calling them out for this, and that continues in this parable. Again, Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son and sent servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come. Again, he sent other servants, saying, To those who were invited, See, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention, and they went off, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his servants, treated them shamefully, and killed them. Let me stop right there and just say it's interesting that Jesus is condemning not only the people, the Jewish leaders, who are openly rejecting him, treating him shamefully, and will eventually kill him. He's also condemning the people who weren't part of the shameful treatment and the killing, but who just went about their business and disregarded what he was saying. The one who went to his farm, the one who went to his business. So rejecting Jesus, rejecting his message, comes in many forms. It doesn't have to be outright shake a fist in his face rejection. It can just be passive rejection. Like, eh, I'm not interested. I'm going to go about my daily affairs. wonder if anyone hearing this today needs to take that to heart. Verse 7. The king was angry and he sent his troops and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. By the way, this is what a king would do to a city full of treasonous people. It's pretty harsh judgment, but this is justice of God being laid out. It's interesting because God's grace and mercy are juxtaposed against his justice right here in this parable. You've got his grace and mercy inviting people to this wedding feast, but his judgment, which is cast down on those who reject his invitation. God is not only perfectly just, he's also perfectly gracious and perfectly merciful, and we hold those characteristics together when we understand God correctly. Verse 8, Then he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go therefore to the main roads and invite to the wedding feast as many as you can find. And those servants went out to the roads and gathered all whom they found both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. So the people who were originally invited, this is referring to the Jewish leaders, the Jewish people who had a preferred status in God's economy as his chosen people, the sons of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, their descendants, they've rejected him. They've treated him poorly. So now the wedding feast is still on. It's just we're going to invite other people, i.e. Gentiles, i.e. believing Jews who will trust Christ rather than reject him. And the story continues to unfold in verse 11. But when the king came in to look at the guests, he saw there a man who had no wedding garment. He said to him, friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. And the king said to the attendants, bind him hand and foot, cast him into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So evidently to get into this wedding feast, which would have been customary back in this time, you had to be in special clothes. You had to be dressed properly. Well, we've talked over and over and over about how one of the benefits that we receive when we put faith in Christ is that we are clothed 
clothed in his righteousness. We're clothed in perfection. We couldn't be perfect in this life. We are stained with sin in our very nature, and we commit sin our whole life long. So we're not worthy to be in God's presence. We're not worthy to be at this feast because our clothes are dirty. But through faith in Christ, who lived a perfect life, who did everything according to God's righteous law, we receive that righteousness ourselves. We're clothed in Christ's righteousness, and therefore we can walk confidently into this wedding feast. We can stand boldly before God, perfect and blameless and holy, even though we ourselves are not. Christ was, and by faith that is imputed to us. If, however, you're not clothed in those perfect garments, you're not welcome at the feast. Not only are you not welcome, but you're going to be thrown out to a place in the outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is common language that Jesus uses over and over to refer to eternal punishment. Now, there's one more verse here, and there's a lot in these few words. Verse 14, for many are called, but few are chosen. That's what Jesus finishes up this parable with. Jesus is saying that there are many who have been invited to this wedding feast, including the people at the very beginning of this parable who ultimately rejected him. Many are called, many are invited. The first ones to be invited, as I referred to before, were the sons of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the entire Israelite nation. Some of them responded faithfully. Many of their names are in the hall of faith in Hebrews 11, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, David, sinners though they were, they responded to God's call by faith in the one true God and in the Messiah that was to come. But many, many, many people in God's original family have rejected him, including these Jewish leaders who Jesus is dropping the hammer on right now. So many have been called, many have been invited, but few are chosen. That is, few actually make it into the feast. Few actually respond by faith. This touches on a theological doctrine that is the source of a lot of debate within Christianity. Jesus says some things that raise this to the surface again. Paul talks about it in his letters in the New Testament. The idea that there is a general calling that comes with the gospel, where the gospel goes out to many, many people generally, and they're generally invited to come put their faith in Christ. But then there's another effective call, where that call, that invitation, actually takes root and becomes effective in the heart of a person who believes. And actually, there are passages in Scripture that suggest that that person who believes was actually given belief by God, i.e. they were chosen. So many are called, the invitation goes out broadly, but not everyone responds to it, because not everyone's heart is moved to respond to it. You're going to have to study this more on your own. This ministry isn't going to take a position on that. We're going to focus on the gospel itself, the notion that you've got to be clothed with the righteousness of Christ if you're going to be in the presence of God for eternity. We also need to acknowledge that there's something deeper and more theologically challenging going on in this text as well. And I'd encourage you to dig into that as you are led. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at ChristianCrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which airs on stations around the world, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule of year-round events and activities are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference on Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our other ministry partner. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.